you are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, give me a check. Say something. Let's see if I have it right. Oh, let's see if you got it right. I got it. All right, good. All right. Comes down three, two, one. Welcome, Locked On NBA Today, Thursday edition. David Locke with you, guest Trevor Booker, NBA player. Comes on Locked On Podcast Network. Is our Locked On Podcast Network analyst, giving us a great, unique point of view. And uh, Trevor, let's just start last night with the Rockets' performance in their blow second straight pullout of the win over the Jazz. They beat them by 52 points combined in two games. And before the game, I asked Mike D'Antoni whether or not he thought this year's team was better than last year's team. And he did. He basically said Harden's better, Chris Paul's better, we have better depth, we got to prove it, we haven't proved we're better yet, but basically said yes. Do you think this Rockets team is better than last year's Rockets team? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, I mean, if you look at the roster, that they got deeper, you know, with their bench. I think a big addition, you know, was Kenneth Freed. Um, you know, and they have, uh, you know, pretty good players that don't even, you know, play much, you know. Austin Rivers, uh, Iman Shumper, you know, guys like that. Um, they're, they're pretty deep this year, you know, um, early on in the season. Um, th- th- they were my pick, you know, to come out of the West this year. And, you know, right now they're looking like a team on a mission. And, and the driving force is James, obviously. His first quarter, uh, I mean, I've, it was just brilliant. It was just he made every correct read. Whatever defense you threw at him, he had an answer. Um, he's better than he was. Yeah, definitely so. You know, he, he's seen, you know, every type of defense that you can throw at a player um, because he's the, the greatest scorer, you know, to ever play the game. So, you know, teams, every team trying to play him different. And you know, so he's seen it all. And I'm sure he studies, you know, the film. Um, so he's seen it all, and he's pre- prepared for whatever, you know, came his way. Um, you know, you see videos of him getting in work after the game, you know, in the weight room. Um, you can tell he's just real determined to win that championship. And I think that's why, you know, they'll come out the, the West this year. I'm going to chew on that comment here in a second, but I'll, I want to share with you. So, you know, we shoot around at 11 there because James shoots around at 10. Nobody else on the Rockets shoots around, but James, with about seven or eight different coaches, seems to shoot around at 10. And the other part I love about him, and I have no idea what he was talking about, so this is probably a little unfair. I just think this was great. I was standing there as he walked off the court yesterday, and um, he was talking with his guys, and he was like, they're doubting the beard. They're doubting the beard. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know who he's talking about or what he's talking about. No one's doubting the beard. There's no one in the world that's doubting the beard right now. And yet somehow in his head, like, they're doubting the beard. Like, who could – there's no one doubting the beard. Maybe he's just trying to find some motivation from somewhere and telling himself that, you know, people are doubting him. But I think what he probably means is, you know, people are still picking the Warriors to come out the West. And, you know, with it being his team, uh, he, feel, he feels like, you know, they're doubting him and what he's capable of. A lot of fans see Harden as the foul drawing, diving in, kind of taking advantage of the rules, occasionally taking the six steps. What do you see as a player when you see Harden? Uh, I see the best scorers to ever play the game. Um, you know, if the referee is going to call it, then why not do it? 
you, uh, you have to take advantage of, of what, you know, of what they give you. And he's doing that. Uh, whether it's, you know, exaggerating a foul or, you know, swiping under through a defender's arm, you know, he's taking advantage of everything. And, and they, that's helping, you know, them win games. The crazy thing is the Jazz in game one guarded him with this unique um, approach of literally almost playing him from behind to take away his step back. Because that same was, style Milwaukee played him with. Right, same style Milwaukee played him with. So the Jazz converted a little bit, played a little differently last night. He had 11 step back attempts, and he went 5 of 11 on step backs. He shoots 40% <laughs> on that step back. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough to, to, to defend. What, um, what would you do? Like I said, you know, I've, I've talked about this with my friends. Um, I would just make somebody else beat us. Um, I would send another defender up there. It, it's tough, you know, if he's just going ISO one-on-one. Um, I mean, but he still can get to the basket. I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't be a coach, you know, that's afraid to change my game plan. You know, if he's killing us one-on-one, I'm sending another defender out there, and, and we're just going to have to scramble. Uh, I'll probably send, you know, Rudy up there just to get the ball out of his hands, just so, you know, once he passes it, um, Rudy doesn't have to be one of those guys that's scrambling out initially. Um, so I would probably do that, especially in the pick and roll. I would definitely trap him and make somebody else, you know, make a play. I don't think, you know, Clint Capella is the, the best finisher, you know, if he has has the ball in his hands, you know, other than the alley-oop. So I, w- I would try to, you know, go for that. Um, I would just try to get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. We were talking last night, to some extent, he's like, like, Wilt Chamberlain broke the game, right, with his strength and, like, his size. And, like, James uh-huh. is almost kind of breaking the game in that we all value the three-point shot now. He figured out this step back. The step back is so potent that you have to try to take that away defensively and because we all value, you know, understand the value of it. And it's almost impossible to take away. And nobody has ever had this combination of, a step back, his handle, his vision in this era where they value those points in a way that forces you to defend to take them away. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's crazy how how deadly his step back is. I mean, you know, you see defenders, um, you know, playing great defense on him, uh, swiping, you know, hand in his face, but it doesn't matter. It seems to still always go in. Um, and it could be pretty frustrating, um, but that's just how special he is. And if I was a, you know, a coach, you, you have to give up something. And I think I would rather give up that step, that step back, you know, rather than him, you know, driving to the hole and getting other players involved. He just have to beat me on that step back all game. And and I and I think he would. And the crazy thing is, I think he would take twenty of them. Yeah, he definitely would. But you know, he's going to have to make a high percentage book. For them to beat us, and you know, up that way, you know, other players can't get involved and get a rhythm, so it's going to be tough. And you know, hopefully, with that, the other players, you know, fall out of rhythm and you know, just get tired of just sitting, sitting there watching him play, you know, one on one basketball, and you know, they fall asleep on the defensive end. Who's the best player you ever played with, Trevor? Um, probably uh, Joel and B. Just such a such a, a a big specimen, and you know, 
uh, just a great player overall. What's it like, and Joel is still developing, what's it like to be on the floor with one of those guys when you know they're on your side? Like, what are the Rockets gaining right now by being, and what's their feeling of being with Harden when Harden's just just dealing the whole game? Well, it, it takes a big burden off their shoulders, you know, especially, you know, um, offensively because they know they, they have a guy that they can go to whenever they need uh, for for a bucket. Um, but I'm pretty sure at times, you know, uh, some of those players, you know, they, they want the ball, you know, they want the, that pass to them so they can, you know, shoot a three-point shot. Um, so I'm sure it's, it's tough at the same time. But, you know, they're definitely confident out there with, with James. That's, you know, the primary ball handler and, and go-to scorer. As someone who loves the game, do you enjoy watching James? Is he aesthetically pleasing to you or you or not as much? Oh, I love watching him. You know, he, he, he's putting on the show. He's entertaining. Uh, so, you know, I definitely love watching him. You know, fans love watching him. Um, you know, even with me knowing the game, and I'm the type of player who loves ball movement and seeing everybody get involved. He's just so fun to watch. You know, I don't mind him just going one-on-one every time. Trevor Booker is with us here on Locked On NBA. He made a comment a moment ago. He thinks that the Rockets will win the West. We'll, we'll elaborate on that here coming up. Locked On NFL has launched the five-day miniseries Mock Draft. It's got every pick, one through 32, in the NFL draft mocked out. The local experts in each of their draft rooms, positional experts, college experts, uh, the NFL, the draft networks, expert desks. It is a five-day show at Locked On NFL, giving you everything you could imagine in a five-day mock draft. It's been really well done. Great job by Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, so make sure you check that out at Locked On NFL. Trevor, you said the Rock. You think the Rockets will win the West? What is it? That, how, how is it you think they're getting by the Warriors? Um. Well, Chris Paul is going to stay healthy. I think that's going to be the determinant factor. You know, I think last year if he had to stay healthy, um, they they had a good chance of you know going to the finals. But I think you know that that put a, a bigger chip on James Harden's shoulder. And, you know, I think this year he's even more determined. And, and Chris Paul, I think he's, you know, saving everything uh, for the next series. So, you know, he's going to, you know, chill for now. He's going to do what he has to do. But at the same time, I think he's just waiting for the next series to, to lay it all out there. Um, so I think that's probably the, the biggest determinant factor is Chris Paul. What do you think of the Warriors blowing that 31-point loss? Um, man, that, nobody's seen it coming. Um, you know, they, they went super cold and, and Lou, Lou Will got super hot. Nobody's seen it coming. And I think, you know, that just shows that they're missing something. Something isn't there and, and they're not going to win the West this year. So you, I mean, I'm hearing commentators, non-players saying, this shows you this about the Warriors. It shows you that this does show you something. If you lose a 31 point lead with that much talent, it says you that there's something fractured inside. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't think it's the same team as last year. I do think, um, you know, they have a better shot at winning uh, the championship this year now that Boogie is, is hurt than they did with Boogie. I think he was going to hurt them in the long run. 
Um, so I, I think, you know, unfortunately he got injured. You know, he's a good buddy of mine. But I think you'll see them playing better ball without him. Why is that? Because um, the, the Warriors like to switch, and teams are going to take advantage of um, of the market. And, you know, once they see him switch, they're going to go right at him, and he's going to get in foul trouble. He's not going to be able to play the minutes, you know, that they need. And, and on the offensive end, you know, they're going to free up shots for Kevin Durant, Steph, and Clay. And those are the three. They, they need shots to, you know, to really get – keep going and, and be themselves. The Clippers are not guarding Draymond and they're not guarding whoever's playing center for the Warriors. Is it is that going to be a problem for Golden State going forward? Do you think other teams are going to emulate that? Oh, yeah, definitely so, especially if they see it working. That would definitely be my game plan. You know, I'm leaving Draymond wide open. He's going to have to, you know, prove that he could not get shot down, um, you know, consistently. I mean, it... it if we lose off Draymond shooting threes, you know, and then hats off to him. And whoever the center is, uh, Kevin Looney, uh, Andrew Bogut, you know, we, we're crowding that paint and, and uh, you know, and taking away Steph, Clay, and, and Durant, you know, whatever they're doing, we're focusing on them. The other players are definitely going to have to beat us. Trevor Booker's with us. Uh, on the Portland-Oklahoma City series, I, I might be overplaying this a little bit. I, I thought Terry Stotts, did something really interesting in that series. Um, I thought he went to a play set where he had Dame or CJ, whoever had the ball, up high in one corner, you know, right at the half line. He had the other one actually at the other corner at the half line, put whoever's playing center, Myers, Leonard, Cantor, almost at the top of the three-point line, and then filled each corner. So he had like, you know, it almost looked like tic-tac-toe or something like that, right? He had five guys. But the way the Thunder play with Steven Adams hedging on every pick – Suddenly, he forced Stephen Adams to hedge on the guard at thirty feet or twenty-five feet in the middle of the floor with a world of space. And Terry Stotts is subtly great at just finding spacing things. And I, I thought it felt like I'd have to go back and rewatch it. It was one of those things where, like, you saw it, and then wow, they've run it like three times in a row. And then I was like, wait, they've already run this like eight, ten times in a row. It felt like to me. Um, and it was a pretty brilliant play because you have to stay tight on the other guard up top, so it's basically turning the floor into a four-on-four with Dame or CJ coming off a pick in the middle of the floor. And if if they beat the hedge, it's like a three-on-two for the final few minutes or a few seconds. What, what do you think of what Portland's doing to Oklahoma City? Uh, that's why Coach Stotts is one of the best in the NBA. You know, that's why he's a, a coach of the year. Um, you know, he, he studies them, and he found a way to, you know, to get his offense going and and get you know Stephen Adams away from the basket and and in you know a, a different predicament um, and you know once Dame is uh, such an electrifying player you know he he isn't super flashy but you know he he does what he, he's supposed to do I I still think he's underrated um, you know so Coach Styles has, has found a way for you know him to you know operate with more space, you know, him and CJ. And that's just opening up the floor for them, and, and they're taking advantage of, you know, OKC on that end. Do you feel like Oklahoma City can come back in that series, or do you think Portland's got them? I think they could come back, but I, I, I think, you know, in the end, Portland is going to win. Um, I, I think Dame is on another level right now, and he's he's super determined. 
Um, you know, just like James Harden is. And I think he's out for something to prove. If Russ goes out in the first round again uh, while leading his own team uh, with Paul George the last two years, uh, not with Paul George the year prior to that, how do we how do we evaluate him? I've been thinking about that a lot, too. I'm, you know, I've been watching games and, you know, trying to analyze, you know, can you put it on Russ? Is it the teammates or, you know, what is it? And I still haven't put my finger on it yet. He's basically had, if you count that 14-15 season when Durant gets hurt, Durant only plays 27 games that year. Russ was hurt for some of it. He's had kind of four seasons where he's played without Durant, and they won 45-47-48-49, and they have two not didn't make the playoffs the first year with those injuries. Russ only played 67, just to be fair. And then they lost in the first round of each of the last two. If they lose in the first round for the third straight year, it's interesting. It just, I mean, he's still great, but he, I have a hard time, I guess, putting him top ten. I have some, you know, if you really have two top ten players on your team, you should be getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be tough to put him, you know, top ten if they get eliminated for the first round this year. It's like, it's kind of like you know, Kevin Love in Minnesota. You know, he's putting up great numbers, but he wasn't going anywhere. Um, so it, it'd be, it'd definitely be hard to put him top ten. Um, and it'd be a lot of debate, you know, about, you know, him as a player. I mean, he's definitely still great in my eyes, but you just have to analyze everything, and you're definitely going to hear different opinions. Well, it's almost, I think I feel like I can almost hear you, Trevor. As a player, he's so hard to play, right? He's probably the guy you have to be most ready for and be most prepared for, and yet I can almost hear the differentiation from you where on one level you're saying, okay, well, as a player playing him, like, there's nothing harder. And on the other end, like, I can see that it's not always working, so I don't know what to say. Is that is that almost what – is that fair? Yeah, yeah, definitely so. All right. Have you watched much of Denver-San Antonio before we switch over to the Eastern Conference? Yeah, yeah. I watched that series, too. I watched, you know, every series. Because you're a basketball junkie. That's why we love you. What's your thought on, what's your thought <laughs> on Denver-San Antonio? Um – I think the experience is going to get, you know, the Spurs by. I think, you know, just Pop's experience, uh, DeMar, um, you know, L.A., I think just that experience is going to get them by Denver this year. Denver needs a, a little more experience before this. It's just a tough matchup for them in the first round because, you know, the Spurs, they've been playing well, you know, since, you know, the end of the season. Um, you got to go against Pop in the first round. That's that's a tough matchup. Uh, Over on the Eastern Conference with Trevor Booker coming up as we continue, Locked On NBA has a Twitter feed that is every single one of our NBA hosts. It's at Locked On NBA Net. That's Locked On NBA Net on Twitter, also on Instagram. So follow those two for your social networking as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Boston last night looks like they're all their negative things that they've had all season long until they linked what was it, an 18 to 0 run at one point um, to suddenly take it to take this one over and win it pretty impressive fashion actually I guess it was a 16 0 run that eventually became about a 19 to six run uh, before it finally evaporated uh, and won that ball game what's your thought of what you're seeing in the Boston Indiana series um, it's, a, it's a hard fought series. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough series for 
Indiana without their best player. But, you know, you still see them out there fighting. And that's what type of team, you know, they are. They're going to go out there, you know, no matter who's on the court with them, they're going to go fight and, and execute to the fullest. Um, you know, they should have won that game last night. They they gave it away. Um, but, you know, Boston at the same time has arguably the most talent in the NBA. I just think, you know, some of that talent doesn't fit that system. And I think that's what you're seeing. You know, that's what you saw throughout the season. Um, you know, but the playoffs bring out a, a different animal in the players. I mean, the question all year in Boston was with all this pettiness and everything that was tearing them apart, self, we're not making that up. They're the ones who said it in their locker room. Uh, go away the minute the playoffs start. Can you tell? Are they different, or can you not tell yet? No, you definitely can't tell. Um, I mean, just because they won two games at home, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, everything is fixed. I still think they have some, some fixing to do. I'm not sure if it's going to be, you know, fixed during the playoffs. Um, you know, but but time will tell. You know, if if they put it together, they definitely know. Because like I said, they have, you know, arguably the most talent in the NBA. And you know, w- once they start meshing and, and get going, you can really tell. Um, but I, I think you'll be able to tell a lot once they go to Indiana and we see the outcomes. Have you ever? I mean, there's so much talk about. KD leaving Golden State and Kyrie leaving Boston. Did you ever plan a team where your best player was you knew was out at the end of the year? Um, no, no, I, I, I've never you know played uh, played on a team where I knew the best player was leaving. Um, so that that would be something new for me. And I know the players, you know, they probably it's probably in their head. But at the same time, you know, it's a business. they got to put that behind them and go out and play for now. Um, Milwaukee beat Detroit last night. I don't know if there's a lot to uh, take out of that one without Blake Griffin. But your overall feeling, are the who is your Eastern Conference favorite as the playoffs started and after we've seen a, a few games of action? Um, I still think it's up to three teams. I think I don't think Milwaukee is one of those. I think Milwaukee needs one more year. Uh, under their belt, you know, of experience. Um, I, I think Giannis is going to be the MVP. Uh, he could be the MVP this year. I think it's – I wouldn't mind seeing a co-MVP. Um, but if he doesn't get it this year, he'll definitely get it next year. And I say that because, you know, I think he's going to have a three-point shot next year. You see him shooting with confidence this year, even though it's not going in as much as he would like. But just to see him taking that shot – um, you know, I can really tell that he's going to work on it this summer, and he's been working on it, and he's going to be knocking it down next year. Um, so he's going to be a whole different player next year, I think. Um, but I don't see them, you know, making the finals this year just due to the experience. Um, I think it's going to be Philly, Boston, or Toronto. With uh, I, I say Toronto, you know, being my favorite just because they – they have experience, and, and I think they can switch, you know, one through four and have such a great, you know, defensive team, especially with Serge Ibaka, you know, being at their fourth spot and being able to play the five. Um, so I, I would pick them as my favorite right now. That's a relatively hot take. Yeah. I mean, like most yeah, people, Milwaukee, Milwaukee statistically is kind of the golden child heading to the playoffs. Or heading to the finals. I mean, they yeah. had the win-loss record. They had the differential. They're they're way better than 
than anyone else. They're playing a pretty – stylistically, does the way Bud's playing, just sitting that cent- brook at the center, letting you take the above-the-break threes, um, does that does that concern you that against better teams that falls apart, or you just think that the, the experience makeup is the driving force for your comments? No, I think just with um... – with 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 Jonas not being able to shoot us as good right now, it's, it's going to end up hurting them in the long run. Teams are going to be prepared for it in the playoffs, uh, especially like Toronto, where they have you know uh, multiple uh, great defenders. Uh, they're going to be able, be able to keep them out of the paint, um, and and it's going to end up hurting them in the long run. I think Philadelphia is the team that just has the most murmuring about them. I don't know if it's just because they have stars or they're just young or, I mean, I'm sure you've heard all the same, you know, there's just stuff, right, floating around. I don't want to get specific, but there's just stuff mm-hmm. floating around them. What What's your take on what's going on in Philadelphia? Philadelphia is probably the most interesting team uh, in the NBA. Um, to me, they're sort of like Boston. You just don't know what you're going to get from them, you know, any given night. They, they have, you know, a ton of talent. Um, and I, I think sometimes, you know, some players get overshadowed some nights. So it's, it's tough for, you know, some players to get a, a rhythm during the game because somebody else taking, you know, uh, so many shots. Um, you, you know, you see the ball go down to, you know, Embiid in the post. He's taking, you know, many shots. And then if he's not in the post, you know, he's running a two-man game with J.J. Reddick. And sometimes the other players, you know, they're not in, as involved. And, and I think, you know, it, it could end up, you know, biting them in the long run. You know, not even not only for this year, you know, but you know, the summer too. I think, you know, the Jimmy and, and Tobias they're gonna look and, and see, you know, can I go somewhere else and be more effective? Um, so it's just gonna all come down to, you know, their mentality and, and, and what they want as a player. If it put on your GM hat, who would you be more willing to give a massive contract to Tobias or Jimmy Butler? It's tough. Um, man, that's 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 tough. But I, if I had to pick, I'll probably say I'll probably say um, Jimmy Butler because I, I think he's more likely to carry a team. You know, when when Joel Joel is, is sitting out uh, resting, or if you know if he's you know taking a couple of days off for a sore ankle or sore knee or whatever it is, I think he's more likely to carry a team than Tobias. The thing on the Sixers, when I did my Eastern Conference kind of preview stuff, that starting lineup that has the all five of their guys was plus 22 per 100 possessions this year. Like, it, when they've not played together a lot. It's only 353 possessions. But when it's been on the floor, they've been dominant. That's actually the best lineup that's out there, and I, I wonder if that if that if that might carry them. But they, they're the ones to me, Trevor. That the inexperience and that kind of stuff is the one that just you know the cell phone on the is kind of a good representation of, and just all the you know whether they're getting along and whether they like their coach and whether this and that all those murmurs all year long. To me, that's the part that has me nervous about Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, that's a good part to be nervous about. Um, you know, I, I played there, and, you know, I'm not going to add any secrets or, you know, what's going on around there. 
But, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, things to be worried about, um, you know, with the players and, and everything else. Um, but I think time will tell. We'll see what happens. All right, Trevor, great chatting with you. And appreciate your time, and we will uh, look forward to having you on as the playoffs develop more and more. But a Houston-Toronto final for Trevor Booker. I think Adam Silver might have quivered somewhere. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.